0: This is a production of Dirty Mo Media.
1: Welcome back to Speed Street. Back again. I'm back again. Joey Molinaro here after uh, a week off of a little paternity rest there. You know, I had my boy. Didn't really take much time off. I said, hey, I need some sleep. He's not sleeping much. So I did it. And thankfully last week, Connor and Chase Briscoe and Ben held it down, of course. Uh, But we are here again. Um, IndyCar, the season has been over. But uh, we are far from done on Speed Street uh, because we are nothing without... Uh, the co-pilot, the co-host of this show, a NASCAR driver, Cup Series driver,
2: Connor Daly. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, uh, you know what? Just uh, doing the research, taking notes. I uh, spent two and a half hours yesterday watching the race from last year, watching a little bit of Road America from this year because Allmendinger told me that I should watch uh, Road America or Sonoma because I got to listen and understand how the gearbox works better and see how aggressive they can break the cars. Um, so, yeah. Just trying to basically it, – it's very different, the preparation for uh, for this type of a race. But uh, you try to flood your mind with knowledge, and then hopefully by the time you get in the car Saturday, you can weed out what you don't need and then focus on what you do need.
1: <laughs> right. You can trust your butt, as our guest this week said to you. Corey DeJoy is going to hop on. You love him. Driver number seven car of the Cup Series. Pal of, uh, of both of ours of the show – um stacking pennies podcast so he hops on gives connor a lot of advice and we chop it up with him great conversation don't want to miss that uh but man i mean (laughs) this is like we're doing like uh you know how like on fox or cbs they'll do like a crazy crossover where, where, where where stars of different shows will go on like the simpsons will be on family guy and family guy will be on the simpsons i mean you're looking ahead and you got marco andretti and the Xfinity you got you driving cup you got Sage Karam of course he's been doing Xfinity but you know he's an Indy gar- guy at heart and then we get the news that Haley Deegan is going from trucks over to Xfinity next weekend I mean it is wild times in motorsports
2: dude yeah there's a lot going on and what's what's also funny about the entry list there's 39 cars on the entry list right so a lot of cars a lot of cup cars this weekend um I was texting Marco this morning about like hey uh or do you like do you run friday because i don't even know the schedule right i was like do you practice friday he said nope and he's been on the simulator and i know sage so i can't wait to see those guys um but what's really funny is that i actually get to race against um danny Kvyat as well who uh russian formula one driver now in the cup series first time i've raced with danny since we fought for the gp3 championship in 2013 so uh we have had i, I was messaging him last week when i was doing the seat fit in the cup car i said are you racing this? Cause it wasn't announced yet that he was racing in the cup series yet. And he's done a couple road races. And I said, are you racing this again? He said, yep. I said, man, imagine, you know, 10 years ago or 2012, 2013 <laughs> racing GP three. The next time we'd race each other was in the NASCAR cup series. I would have thought you would be crazy. So very hilarious. Um, reunification there. Look forward to seeing him, uh, really want to beat him really more than anyone. Uh, and that's pretty much my goal. So, It's it's been a fun, you know, fun to see the response, um, you know, to the announcement. Uh, Obviously, you know, having Floyd Mayweather have some quotes in our press release, too, is really cool. Um, You know, being affiliated with that team, obviously small part time group that are that are, you know, up and coming. Um, But uh, a special group for sure that I that I look forward to competing with. And my crew chief, I mean, Tony Uri Jr. is obviously super experienced. And it's been fun to chat with him this week, and 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 I, I love the dedication that he brings to it, and the experience that he brings to it. Um, and yeah, you know, we're we're ready to go. I mean, it's been a busy week, and I'm still going to do some preparation later today. Still going to look at as many things as I can. But you know, there at some point, you just kind of got to get it in the seat and go. And 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 once Saturday is over, the practice and qualifying, that's when I'll have a better idea of okay. I have information now that I have felt with my own butt cheeks. So what yep. do I need to then tune for the race on Sunday?
1: Right. So you said you were watching Road America, the Rebel from last year. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, football players watching game film, right? You know, they're watching the all 22. They're seeing how they misstepped here and whatnot. How does a driver watch game film? Like, what are you looking for in those scenarios? What are you trying to pick up? when you're watching a race like that, that you can remember to help you in your race?
2: Well, I mean, it's interesting because I, I watch all the NASCAR races already. So I, I see them as pure entertainment and I watch them as a fan because I'm like, I'm a race fan. Um, but, but when you know, you're going to be racing against these guys, you know, you kind of go, I guess one level deeper, kind of look and look and listen to the gearbox, look and listen to the brake zones. You know, are they locking up the rears initially in the brake zone? How often are they locking up the rears? Um, you know, if someone's trying to pass someone, let's say at road America, um, you know, how aggressive are they when it comes to the brake bias front to rear? You know, you one thing I noticed is there's not a lot of front locking. Like, so that means the brakes are fairly stabilized. It, it looks like you can get the brake balance to be where you can, you know, lock the rears rather than the fronts, but it's somewhat under control. Um, so I, I don't know there, there, there's a lot that you can watch. There, uh, obviously there's certain drivers that I know to, um be careful around right like you, we obviously see drivers that hit other people more than others uh there's obviously drivers that um you know are more so there to definitely keep the cars clean because they got to race them again next weekend you know what i mean the smaller teams um so it, it's it's an interesting uh, group but again so many cars you know the most cars that we race against obviously an indy car is 33 right the indy 500 biggest field of the year uh, you know, sometimes we'll have 27 at a road course. That's a lot. There's 39 cars. You know, that that's that's a ton of vehicles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's something that I, I I I sometimes these days leading up to the race are kind of annoying because you're just like, I don't know what else I can think about this car until I actually get in it. And and it was the same when I went into the Xfinity car, same when I went to the truck. But obviously, the truck. When I raced the truck for the first time, we had no practice at all. We just went straight to the race, which uh-huh. is by far the craziest thing I've ever done. Um, so at least you know now we have a, a little bit of practice. You know, we get a qualifying session that we can also use as a practice, essentially. And um, and yeah, like like we like we we see our guest later, Corey. You know, tell me about it. It's it's tough. It, it, this is a tough series to get into and, and be fast immediately. Um, it just, because everyone is so good, everyone is experienced a lot of the big teams have, you know, a level of information or a level of development that, uh, you know, my team can't possibly have. Um, so it, it, it it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be fun. I love weekends like this because again, no expectations. I, I just, I want to plan. I want to do all the laps. I want to get to the checkered flag and I want to see how it goes. And that, that's, you know, it was the same goal with the truck race that I did for the first time. You know, get to the end and it went great, you know, finish inside the top 20. So very, very excited for the for the opportunity. Joey, I I wish that you could be there. I I know that you were working on it. Is there still a possibility or are we doing dead things? Well, um, I know, man. It it, it was a possibility, uh, but then
1: actually uh something came up I'm heading down to Dallas, Texas, actually, uh, with Aflac. I'm gonna be doing a little oh. campaign down there for the with the duck for yeah for the texas for the texas oklahoma game um so i mean just pretty straightforward they're you know they're they're paying me well and uh so i, I got to put food on the table i got to go down to dallas but i will certainly be keeping up with uh, and i'll be back on sunday in, in indy so i'll be able to watch um you race because i certainly well we got kenny pickett at the helm now so that's exciting <laughs> but my team sucks so besides watching kenny there's really no other reason to watch him so i'll do the double screen with you there at the roval but i'd uh, be keeping up with marco on saturday for sure We keep up with him and sage like always I had so much fun at the Robo last year, man. God, I know we talked about it before, but it was a freaking blast. I don't know if Cole Swindell is going to be there again this year, but he was last year, and he had the after party at his bus inside the track, and it was <laughs> fucking awesome. So make sure you try to, you know, if he's there, uh, work that
2: out once you finish the race. Um, I've never been to a race at Charlotte Motor Speedway, so that like that's that's the funniest part. Like, I've obviously, this track is new to me. The only time I have raced at Charlotte Motor Speedway was – on the go kart track inside of turn three, okay. I think it's inside of turn three. So that that is the last time that I've raced yeah. the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Let's say two thousand five, two thousand six, maybe. I don't does know. It
0: kind
2: of, does it kind of feel in a way like like you mentioned, like uh, looking
1: at a weekend like this, like you kind of feel like you're kind of reverting back to like younger days, like go kart days, just like the excitement, like just kind of. I don't know. It, it feels like you know an indie car. That's your job. I mean, this is your job also, but like you know, the, 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 pressure is super on there. Now you just go, I'll let it fly and, and, and then let it ride. you kind of feel like you're kind of reverting back to a younger stage at all, or?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and yeah, I think it's a little bit different too, when you're a story, when you're kind of like, I, I consider, I would consider myself an established professional now. I mean, I've been doing this racing yeah. stuff at the yeah. highest level for several sure. years now. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it is, it is really fun to jump in for the first race because again, it is a little bit more carefree. People are like, Hey, yeah, you know, as long as you don't crash, it's a great weekend. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're getting out there, you're doing laps, you know, my, my first Xfinity race, you know, it was, it was a very similar vibe. Like I really enjoyed being a part of it. Um, you know, it rained for the first practice. So didn't have much dry practice before qualifying, but we qualified the car 15th. And I was like, super pumped about that, you know, first time ever qual, And that was when there was a lot of really good guys in Xfinity, just like there is now. And so, you know, I know I can drive a stock car uh, and we had a great race going, potentially finishing the top 10 until the chassis broke. So, so like it's, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm excited for. Um, it's something that, again, I'm, I'm not setting expectations for myself. I'm just going to try to take it all in. You know, if there's a Cole Swindell bus after party, probably going to go there. You know what I mean? Probably going to enjoy yes, it. You I mean, there, obviously Charlotte is, is the home of NASCAR, right? So it's, it's something – well, I mean, obviously, Daytona, they consider that to be a home as well. But realistically, most of the teams, most of the drivers, all are right. in that area. So it's going to be fun to be there. going to be fun to be a part of it. Uh, and you know what? I've I've got – it's only two days, which is crazy. Like, I'm going to get there Friday, do a little bit of work Friday. But realistically, you're only on track for two days. But that that's two days that I'm going to really try to soak in. Yeah. No,
1: as you should, man. It's great. I'll never forget <laughs> – Walking on the track on the on the right right by the start finish line and like the just the, looking at the banking it was insane me and me and my wife were just we're blown away by that angle I mean, of, the, of the bank on the track totally crazy but it's beautiful actually, it's awesome
2: this is funny I do I do remember I have actually driven the IndyCar two seater at Charlotte which is funny people might not know that but we took the IndyCar two seaters to Charlotte when I was the driver and we did a full day there for for some for a company or something like that. And the one thing that I had to say about Charlotte in an Indy car, or a sort of an Indy car, the two-seater, was that it was very bumpy. So I'm very curious to see, um, you know, the difference okay. in. It's probably been ten years since I drove the IndyCar car two-seater there on the oval. It wasn't the road course, um, but uh, that's that's the amount of experience I have on the Charlotte Motor Racing Circuit. Speaking of
1: um, bumpy kind of repaving, did you see Kyle Kirkwood? Do you have any news about Mid Ohio Road
2: America being repaved, or, or Road America already is, but it's Mid Ohio. I didn't hear anything about Mid Ohio, honestly. I I I don't know why he put that tweet out super early in the morning. I almost tweeted about him, like saying, like, bro, it's too early for this type of stuff. Like, let's just let's wait till at least <laughs> one o'clock or two to to get into track repaving drama. But, right. uh, but we we definitely know Laguna Sake is being repaved. We definitely know Road America is being repaved uh mid ohio i think is great but if they want to repave it i love that so let's just keep on trucking um as well. but, uh, yeah lots of indycar news as well obviously we know the season's over but a lot has been happening a lot has been going on um and and and, and, and what was that we see
1: no we see uh, colton Herta. if you want to yeah. dive right in yeah colton Col- with the multi-year extension
2: yeah it's, i find that really interesting um Everyone wants to see if he's going to be a Formula One driver. Um, but obviously, Andretti hoped to have their own Formula One team as well. So good for them for locking him up like that. Obviously, they want to have control over what he's doing. And I assume they put a very hefty buyout on the contract as well in case he does go to Formula One. So everyone becomes happy. Um, I, I think Colton is probably, I hope he's the high, one of the highest paid Car drivers now in the series. Uh, he deserves it. Um, but uh, but yeah, very, very interesting. Um, I guess to put that out now, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't know, I already thought he was in a multi year deal, so maybe I maybe I was lost, but good for him. <laughs> Colton deserves all the all the all the happiness and success. And then you have Alex Pelot with the news that
1: okay, so we've already had news about him right after the season, he's back in the 10 for 2023 at Ganassi. And it comes out Arrow McLaren 2024. So he's got. Yeah, we've gone from nothing to having two plus years planned out for the guy.
2: I mean, if we've seen anything though, and if we've learned anything, is this we have no idea what to expect. So I think I think there is a general outline of what he's going to do for the next two years. But um, yeah, fascinating situation. You know, there's there are people suing each other, but then he's now driving for the team again, and then he's now driving for the next team the next year um very very curious to see when we get to the end of next year you know what happens w- 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 where where do people go what you know what buttons are being pressed who's suing who uh very very excited for that you know for the future of indycar i think there's a lot of exciting things going on um have but, those uh, lawsuits dropped or do they just like i have no know? idea i i assume that someone paid someone to go away i i, I don't know but um McLaren also announced the restructuring of their team a little bit. They got Brian Barnhart now. They've they've given the numbers out. Alex Rossi will be number seven. Felix Rosencrisp will be number six. Uh, and then, obviously, Pato being number five. So they sorted that all out. We figured out who's going to who. Um, and there's a lot going on over there at McLaren. Are they going to run Kyle Busch in a fourth car at the Indy 500? Who knows? Is Kyle Busch going to be in the Indy 500 next year? I hope so.
1: Bring but, it on. Uh,
2: yeah exactly bring it on i actually plan on asking him about it if i get to interact with kyle at all before the race uh this sunday i would like to ask hey are you gonna do the indy 500 which i'm sure he'll look at me and say who are you and then uh probably not
1: (laughs) (laughs) i look forward to hearing the response next week that'd be great Uh, if if anything comes out of this weekend let's finish the race and then let's see what Let's get some one-on-one with Kyle
2: Busch. See if he's going to
1: venture to Indy
2: in May. Um, Yeah, I I still think there's a few drivers that I that I haven't actually met. Like, I don't know if, um, like, I don't know if 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 uh, Kevin Harvick knows who I am. You know what I mean? I I don't know if uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Like, I've met most of everyone else, but it is going to be funny to like be a hey, great to see you guys. Like, I, I I know you. But, like, you don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever met Martin Truex Jr., to be honest. I, 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 Cole Pern was my engineer for the Indy 500, but I don't think I've met Martin more than maybe like a, a brief handshake. So that will be a, a, a very hilarious experience, I think.
1: I've hung out with Martin Truex Jr. Uh, once before. You know where? Where? Cole the Swindells wild... after party after the roval.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say the wild <laughs> beaver or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, that, that would be a story to tell, but nope. At Cole Swindells, Martin Truex Jr., uh, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott there. Great time. Anyways, Martin's a great guy. Great guy. Were well, you going to call uh, Kevin Harvick Mr. Harvick?
2: I, I might call him Mr. Harvick, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Mr. Harvick, great to see you. I know you're very successful. You have cool suits, and I like Bush Light. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's maybe what I go with.
1: Can't get off on the wrong foot that way, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: all right. You want to get to Corey before we get to our uh, Q&A? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's get to our our, our fantastic guest, Corey LaJoy, NASCAR ace, NASCAR pilot. Uh, I'm excited for everyone to listen into this interview. We have an incredible guest here, Corey LaJoy, very, very talented racing driver, talented American man, father, uh, person who uh, really deserves to win a race very, very soon. Uh, he has been close several times. Um, and I'm a big fan. Uh, he drives the number seven car for Spire Motorsports. Don't know what it's going to look like this weekend. I assume you have some sort of energy brand on your car this weekend, Corey. What's your What's your weekend sponsor for us?
0: It, it'll either be some sort of protein bar or floor supplies, or you are correct. It is Raise Energy. Uh, this week we are pushing our new Joy Juice flavor uh, to the to the boys. <laughs>
2: Well, I couldn't think of a happier thing to celebrate than some joy juice, so I, I can't <laughs> wait to see that sucker on on track. Um, Corey, what was your initial reaction to seeing me potentially, well, not potentially, but actually participating in the NASCAR Cup Series this weekend? And I have sent several text messages out to several different drivers that you compete against just trying to ask for advice. What was your reaction, and what would be the first thing that I need to look out for when I become a cup racing driver,
0: uh, well, first congratulations. I know this is a oh, you're going C four today. It's not even new.
1: <laughs> no joy juice. Not Let's today. keep away
0: from those. Let's stay away from those on Sunday because we're gonna need you to be calm, cool, and collect. Oh yeah, uh, but of course, man, I'm pumped up, man. It's uh obviously you take the. Uh, I feel like you are the IndyCar version of myself, right? Proud to be American. Proud to do what we love, and and don't take it for granted uh, because it's been a fight and a scrap and a grind. So anytime you cross over uh, to race against some buddies or wearing a Chase Briscoe shirt, which I don't I don't take offense to, that's fine. <laughs> race is okay. I don't take offense to you bailing on me for the kickball tournament either. That's fine. I will
2: remember that, though, if we are racing our restart, just so you know. Hey, um, I'm doing it for the kids. It's the Big Brothers and Big Sisters charity event, dude. Fine. I know you're supporting people's feet, but, like, I'm trying to support the kids. I hear you. So, whenever you need me to cut you a break in the
0: restarts, just remember, it was for the kids, too.
1: <laughs> for your kids. You're trying to put food on the for table. my kids. I'm trying to put food
0: on my kids' table. Uh, I respect oh, that. Man, it's it's going to be fun. It's and, and I'm sure that everybody's going to tell you a lot of similar things, but the respect level between the drivers has gone down significantly over the last, uh, I don't know, two, two and a half years, particularly with this car. It can take a lot of punishment off uh, cosmetically. It could take a lot of punishment off the front bumper uh, and guys aren't scared to use it. And as tight and as hard to pass as it is the Roval, uh, man, you got to fill every, Every ounce of asphalt, if there's not a car in it, it's going to get filled, right? So whether it's on the inside, outside, middle, if there's a if there's a gap, somebody's going to fill it. Um, but man, I, if I'm you, I just want to tell everybody that's starting: I don't care if you are Ty Gibbs or Connor Daly for the first time driving a car that's raced three times. Do not get on television because generally, if you are, you're having a bad day like that's a good point they're gonna show you connor daly led 12 laps at the indy 500 once big time indy car guy that was that was an insult you were a considerably a better <laughs> indy car driver
2: than i give you credit for that's tough yeah it was several more than that but no worries continue yeah anyway yeah well the, you almost won in that one race yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and i almost won that one race until i got crashed just like every other but exactly uh, They're when they talk about you like that you're going to be driving around. You're going to be hitting curbs. You're going to be out there having around, like having fun, you know, lacking pace because, like we talked about before we jumped on, you don't have access to the simulator. The car that you guys have, they don't have access to the latest simulations. so the setup's probably not going to be very good. You're going to be out there just logging laps, enjoying the experience. So, with that being said, you do not want to get on television because, generally, you did something bad you got in the playoff guy's way, you stuck it in the barriers, you hit one of those signs and you drug it around for two laps and everybody makes fun of you, memes for the next 12 years. Just don't be one of those guys. You can do it.
1: No pressure. That's Yeah, no pressure at all there, Connor. A lot, lot to avoid with all that <laughs> going on. Corey, last time um, when we first met last year, Roval weekend as well, you had the lettuce that you still got. And at the time you were like, I don't know. I think I may be chopping it too. What What's the word, man? You still got it a year later,
0: man. The lettuce has been almost part of the brand now. Like people recognize me by the by the flow. Um, Smart, it's a it's a small it's a, like a tight balance because if it gets a little long, it gets straight, uh, and then you look like you have a mullet, which kind of pisses me off because people are like, hey man, no mullet. It's not a mullet. It's long on top. Well, it's what funny you, you should I say have, that because our co-host I here had
1: a mullet and he just cut it. So right. do, you, do you disagree with that decision? Or are you good because he cut the mullet? Uh, I'm going to say whatever
0: his uh, – says that's what goes because my man is out his coverage currently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Corey, you are correct. My girlfriend is far better looking than I am. Um and I appreciate that. Um, I I I I have got a lot of um uh, angry tweets and angry messages saying how could you have cut your mullet before your first NASCAR Cup race? And to be honest, when I got it cut, I had no idea that I would be doing a NASCAR Cup race. It happened very very fast. Now it's interesting that you said that uh, don't get on television. Uh, it's very very aggressive. So the 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 common. The common theme that I've got from several of the drivers so far um, is that uh, everyone will hit you. And I said, you know what? That's fine. I, I actually expect that and I don't mind. I've done GT racing before. I know how it works. I know this is probably even more aggressive. I even had this weird dream last night that if for some reason I was restarting on the front row but outside, that I would literally just get sent into the wall directly and never have a chance to stop the car, which again... Totally, totally. I I would actually get out and I would be like, I had a great time. Like, that's exactly what I expected to have happen. But what I find exciting about it is, as you said, we're probably not going to have the latest and greatest stuff. It's going to be tough. It's a part time team. We know how that works. But there is such a still a vast difference in, I would say, not necessarily the equipment, but how everything works team to team from the top teams down to let's say the lower level teams and and you you obviously experience that you know Spire Motorsports I like I like the folks there great people there whatever it is but let's be honest probably not spending as much money as Hendrick or probably not spending as much money as as RCR whatever it is is that still difficult for you to grasp as you're out there you know fighting your freaking balls off trying to win these freaking races against these guys? And knowing that sometimes it's going to be a little bit tougher than others.
0: Um, Well, you get a bit used to it. Um, But so that I think the better way to explain or an easier way to explain it, right? Because you can look at like budget people and all this stuff. But now the OEMs, all the technical information filters through the OEMs. And all the OEMs, whether it's Toyota, Ford or Chevy, have their key partner teams in which get all the aero, the wind tunnel data that, they go and do the wind tunnel hours chevy's totem pole of teams right a lot of times that information of the latest wind tunnel test or damper build or shot or tire model on the simulation doesn't trickle down so we just got done spending four hours in the simulator and you can change the rear ride heights of one of these next gen cars at the roval even though you're not going very fast 40 thousandths and get it on the bump stops too hard and you can't make a lap. So that's how finicky these cars are. So when you start adding up those 40 thousandths in the 60 or 70 areas that these cars have adjustability at, no different than what it is on a on an Indy car, um, they are just as sensitive. So uh, we are playing a little bit of a catch-up game in terms of trying to understand what a good baseline is, but we've had some good speed in the last couple of weeks, but it is hard. Um, it's hard. That's why that's where stacking pennies comes from trying to set realistic goals to achieve every weekend, because if you can start achieving your bare minimum goals, uh, then you can start adding stuff to it, right? You got to run 20th before you get run eighth, but before you run eighth, you got to run fifteenth. and we're on the trajectory. Now we can run 20th. If we don't have any issues, not say easily, but we can any given week run between 18th and 20th on raw speed. And then the natural progression for us is to get more top 15s. And then we'll get more top 10s. And then for the speedways, you pull the belts tight and you jam it in there to try to win the race. But um, that's what we're going to do. And, and I'm just excited to r- run with you, man. I, I just said it before we when we started going of like, you can appreciate guys that don't give up because I'm one of them guys and a lot of times you – can see these guys that have just like a nice golden brick paved road to the promised land of getting with the teams that are capable of winning championships. But the ones who had every opportunity to hang it up and be like, you know what? I'm tired of like, I'm tired of getting my teeth kicked in. I'm tired of not making a lot of money. I'm tired of working harder and see everybody else get the job done. And you've done that on your side of it. And you haven't stopped grinding. That's why the opportunities pop up. So that's why, I don't mind sleeping on your couch. Now I will make sure it's <laughs> shot a black light. I do not want to look at a black light rendering on that couch, but you know,
2: Hey, let's be nice. It's a wonderful couch. It was cheap because again, as you said, we were tired of not making money for many years. So I had to stick within my limits. Um, and it's very, it's very funny that you, you kind of, it was a great, we actually got a question about like, does, does, like ask Corey, does every team have a shot at winning a race in NASCAR? And, and it's, I, I don't believe that's true, but there have been a lot of winners this year. There have been a lot of winners, which is really cool. I think to see, uh, and this, the new car was supposed to bring everyone a little bit closer, which, which it has for sure. But as someone who I guess has not been in that type of experience before, right? Like anytime I get in something, I'm going to go out there and try to be as competitive as possible. Like in the IndyCar car. You know sometimes we know that we're not going to be as good as, as other places but realistically when it comes down to strategy and stuff like that a lot of people have a shot at winning um but I I think what what would be reasonable goals for me to set like obviously if you're struggling to finish in the top 20 or you're like yeah we're we're just now getting to the top 20 like is the top 20 a win for me or are um, are we looking at top 25 like what's like there's 39 cars so there's a lot of you know a lot of things going on out there
0: if you run top 20, you go to the Oakmont and you go point at that bottle at the top shelf and you pop that sucker and you drink it all. Because all right. that, my friend, would be a win. Uh, that would be a win because there's not much attrition at these road courses because these cars can take some punishment. Uh, man, as dumb as it sounds for you, run, like a penny for me is running all the laps. You got to run all the laps to finish in the top 20. Now you can be a lap down and run in the top 20 some places, but run every lap. It's a road course. You're not going to get a lap. Uh, number two, don't cause any self-inflicted damage, right? Don't hit the wall. No, come mistakes. Up on the, no mistakes. Don't smoke a wheel, flat spot it, come down for an unscheduled stop. Cause then you're off on tire sequence, right? Just don't smoke tires. It's easy to hit the wall when you merge up on a turn one of the big track. Cause you're trying to get the power down. Um, You've driven a stock car before, so that how crappy they break isn't new to you. And these next gen cars do break better with the wider tires and bigger, bigger rotors. But, um, don't smoke a tire, uh, keep it on the road just because uh, I'm sure you've done it on iRacing a lot now. Just that's the only tool you have to really just get the visual markers dial, dialed in. But, like, under the bridge is turn three, it's a, a right, right, real slow really easy to lose left rear traction there you're on the edge of slip a lot of guys plug one in there um a lot of guys plug one in at five which is that right kink up the hill Mm -hmm. you're on the verge of sideways there in between a downshift from fourth to third to second um so i would creep up to those those markers and just find the tire you know because you don't have the taller sidewall, like the Xfinity car you drove a little bit of that forgiveness and you'll get a chatter before it'll just break where this thing, it's either got a ton of grip or it's got none and you're, and it'll, it'll break on you and, and you'll be backwards. So, um, and also the, nobody is putting any higher expectations on you than you are. Nobody expects that 50 car to be in front of anybody on like legitimately anybody on the racetrack. Cause, <laughs> no, just that's what it is. Because even though like BJ McLeod, run, he's like the, the, you know, he's the least capable, least funded team. BJ is a good driver. He, I don't think, I think Kyle Tilley's, he's a road course guy, I guess. I think he's going to be driving it. But like, that's a team that doesn't have the resources, doesn't have an a motor program, doesn't have the, the setup knowledge, but you're going to have a hard time raising that guy. You know what I mean? Like, and when you get into like the thirty first, thirty second, I mean, Mike Rockefeller, twenty four hour Lamaz winner, driving the seventy seven, my teammate run thirty second at Watkins Glen, like there was thirty one other guys in front of him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he had a di he he had six hours on the DIL simulator. He had a test session at VIR with Timmy Riken. He had every tool that you could possibly get to get him up to speed and still got smoked by me, and I suck on road courses.
1: You know what ah.
0: I mean? Like, that's how hard it is.
1: Great. <laughs> I got it. You're going to do so, great. <laughs> so, going into this weekend, when Connor gets down there, is it, like, high school click, kind of? Like, are you all going to kind of, like, bully him, shove him into a locker, yeah. or is it going to be, like, welcoming? <laughs> no. Um, or is that only, like, it, Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott, and then everybody else will be nice?
0: Oh, I think – well, Connor's unique where he's got a rapport with a lot of these guys, right? And, like, everybody – I think there's a general level of respect across motorsports, uh, you know, whether you know somebody or not. Or like, I don't know Alexander Rossi, but I have a – one, we have the same birthday, which is pretty cool, on the same year. So, uh, <laughs> happy birthday to him last week. But, like, I have, I don't know him, and he doesn't know me, but I have a, a already a level of respect because he doesn't mind putting his ass on the line every week like me a Chase Briscoe, a Chase Elliott, Denny Ham, anybody that can respect somebody that is crazy enough to drive a hunk of metal at 200 miles an hour. In his case, 240, whatever he was, it in like there's a general level of respect that you're not going to get absolutely annihilated when it comes to being on the racetrack. Uh, but then again, if there's one chicken wing left on the, on the plate, somebody's going to be reaching for that damn thing. I promise.
2: <laughs> you're not wrong. I, um, I really am excited about this weekend because again, I get I, I do know a lot of you guys, but I don't I don't necessarily get to see everyone a ton, you know what I mean? Communicate with people like heck, even Noah Gregson's racing in the cup race, you know what I mean, in the 48 car. So like obviously no Noah, noah's been on the show before, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I, I think the most interesting part about it is is kind of keeping things in perspective. Uh I I I got some. Are you at a drive through? <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no it's fine i i i like what's happening here i am excited to get there talk with everyone but also see how i guess receptive people are to either giving me some help or not because again we have we had, we had no time on the simulator we had we had no no test laps or whatever it is you know this car hasn't run since the 600 i don't think um so so yeah, there's a lot there, but AJ gave me some break points. AJ gave me some uh, gear numbers for the corners, Almendinger, and no one has raced there in the new car yet. So is there is there is that a good thing? Is there going to be still some some things that people are going to try to figure out there?
0: No, because we had a two day test
2: at the Roval in the offseason. So <laughs> I hate to turn right. but we have a significant heads
0: up uh, head start on your. Uh, on your NASCAR experience.
2: So after this, please send me a text on front and rear springs. That would be awesome. I would love to know all those numbers. <laughs>
0: okay, That'd be perfect. Dude, I'm telling you, you like, they are so finicky. Dude, one, one notch of rear blade is like the difference of busting your ass or running uh, three quarters of a second faster.
2: Like That's
0: they crazy. are so set up. It's, it's ridiculous.
2: And is there, uh, when it comes to pit lane speed, right? I don't have a pit, pit lane speed limiter. Are you guys basically, are you guys using first gear in pit lane or are we using second gear, it depends on the driver or what's, how difficult is it to keep that under control? Um, That's
0: all, it's not really team specific, it's whatever gear ratio, uh, the gear pack in the trans and then kind of up to your engine tuner, I guess, to build the lights. So there are certain RPM ranges where the engine bucks real bad, like right if it's down real low in RPM. So they'll more than likely be first gear to get the RPMs in like a 4,000 range. And what helps me is drag a little brake, like 10% brake. That way it doesn't roll with like elevation. If the pit road changes, you can keep some brake and just for one, you're not going to be losing a whole lot. of like, you're not going to be gaining a whole lot on pit road if you try to keep your lights perfect. But you will you will lose a lot, yes. especially under green. If You try to short the stage, and you speed on pit road, trying to push it for no reason. You lose track position, and then you got to work for the next thirty laps, to try to get back. So, give yourself a light or two to to get it to get it figured out.
1: Corey, last one for me. Do you want the Brickyard to go back to the oval, or do you oh, like the road?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's not even a, that's not even a question to <laughs> me. Yeah, I mean, I've politicked pretty hard to get it to change. Obviously, it's not changing for 23, but it's just it's just different going across the yard of bricks backwards.
2: Fair enough. Agreed. You know what? That's understandable. I, however, would like to run the road course in a NASCAR Cup car, but you know that's just my that's my own personal uh, preference. Uh, Corey, I appreciate you being here. This is basically part of our um, NASCAR advice segment. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had Chase. I have texted Danny Hamlin. He has not yet responded to me about a, a, a potential question on advice. Um, but you know what? I'm going to also get there. and I'm going to walk the track on Friday. Does anyone in NASCAR walk the track or not? Uh,
0: I have, yes, every road course I'll walk the track for sure. Uh, All right. And occasionally if I'm feeling spunky, I'll walk an oval. But those longer ones, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Uh, All I'll right. Yeah, but I'll, I'll do, I think I'm going to be there, uh, whether it be, sat saturday i think there's a track walk i don't know i text you but we can go there the rock and figure out uh with kind of positioning and where you want to be and partial throttle because the infield section of the roval is tough and it's not straightforward because you're not going to the maximum braking capability of the car you know you're a lot of partial throttle a lot of drag and brake to try to get the front to turn um and and there's certain areas where um you can be way late on apexes so i'll uh, i'll get with you there and i'll give you help and aim
2: that'd be awesome i plan on being out there friday afternoon no big deal and if it has to be saturday morning i will be there as well because i'm gonna out here out here to learn love a good trail breaking situation can't wait for that opportunity so yeah man i appreciate the advice um i'm i'm very excited and you know what if i get to see it all during the race I'm going to take a mental photograph because uh, it's going to be something that I will remember, and hopefully I get to do more races in the future. But if not, we're going to remember this one. <laughs>
0: that's Well, that's dude, I, I try to do the same thing, man. You never know it's going to be your last one. So I, no matter if it's race 30, race one, race the last one, right? You're like you are one phone call away uh, from it being your last race. So um, I'm glad you're doing your first one this weekend, buddy. But well, I'll offer one last thing. And you know this because you are a professional – racing driver i don't need to tell you this but i will tell you that is true i i get caught up in yes do i know a lot of guys to ask um opinions and this and that and tips like trust your butt trust your own experience and learn it at your own pace because how denny hamlin drives his car is different than how i drive my car different than how chase briscoe drives his car right because AJ Jalmaninger might be able to get it to the five and a half marker in the backstretch chicane, and I've only been able to get it to the six and a half. You know, like that's just what it is. I don't like, you know what I mean. So he told me the learn six. It, it's your own pace. <laughs> yeah, in the simulator, I was just before the six. If I got into, if I got to the six, I would carry too much speed in that left curb, and and miss and miss the corner. So I would start at the seven, then maybe creep on up a bit too.
2: All right, I love it. So far, I've got AJ said maybe if you're pushing, go to the five, but really the six. Now I'm thinking seven. Bro, no, the five is deep. Five is I got I got to go look at my I got
0: to go look at my notes from the test. But um, if if you went past, if you went to the six in the simulator, you were off in the Thule bushes. So. <laughs> Don't go
2: off in the toilet. I have a whole (laughs) notebook that I've written on all these notes. And so now I'm going to, I'm going to write next to the six marker, maybe seven to start.
1: Yeah. Is that the question mark in there?
2: Yeah. no.
0: Uh, Granted. AJ's like, if when, when you look at the scoreboard after road course, AJ's numbers up here and mine's down here, (laughs) but I would base my weekend off of me. And if I get to the six, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking getting after it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. Corey, thank you so much. I now know where to break for the back chicane. Can't wait to start somewhere and hopefully not end up in the bushes. Um, and uh, good luck this weekend. Hope to see you at the finish line. And definitely for maybe a cold uh, cold cocktail or beer of sorts afterwards. Are you sticking around town after Absolutely. a Monday? I know way uh. am I going to leave Charlotte Sunday after a motor race. Yeah.
0: All right, we'll coordinate. Thanks, Corey. Talk soon, bro. See
1: y'all. That was Corey LaJoy, our friend, our pal. Um, Love him. I know both of us can't make it to the kickball tournament this year, which is unfortunate. But hey, maybe 2023, we'll all do the kickball tournament. Connor will run a cup series again. Then we'll all go party on Cole Swindell's bus. It'll be a grand old time till next year. Um, Yeah, I mean, I
2: I have a charity event to do. So I, I, I told Corey earlier in the year that I would like to do his event. But you know what? Someone's gotta accept money to be speaking at the Indianapolis Speedway for this event, and I I am going to be that guy with my, my with my other boss Ed Carpenter. So hey, sometimes you gotta do things for the kids. You know what I mean? No sweat off my back. I'm just changing shitty diapers
1: and getting puke all over me. That's the reason I can't go. So you have a much more valid reason, I guess.
2: Um. All right. Well, you 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 put out on Instagram a little Q and A, little uh, questions. What do we got? You want to fire some? Yeah, we got a couple questions here. Um, you know, one of them right at the gate uh from Max Ease One, uh, would you like to go NASCAR racing with your ECR teammate Renus? <laughs> I if Renus has a chance to do that, you know what, why not? Renus, I think, uh is has many, many years in front of him to do whatever he wants to do. So that is uh is always a potential.
1: Real quick about your teammate. I don't know if you're able to divulge this or not, but is there a documentary coming out about him? I saw an IMDb. There's something yes. called VK. Okay.
2: Yes, there is. I don't know why that hasn't really been officially announced or anything like that, but there was a whole camera crew filming and most of the beginning of this year. Uh, they interviewed me for it um, at the Indy 500. Uh, okay. They interviewed, um, you know, obviously the, they, they were kind of following him around and it's going to be, I think on, I, I, on Amazon, but in, in the Netherlands. So, uh, might be a little bit more difficult for us to find, okay. um, but, uh, but cool. Good for him. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it, it was very, very special. And IndyCar needs television shows. Sadly, I, d- I don't know if it's going to do much for our ratings in America, but it's uh, you know, great for the, the home country. So yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. be cool. Cool. Um, Have another question from Dan Hetfield have you heard any news or announcements about the IndyCar video game? I have not heard anything, uh, but I hope it happens because I love video games and I love IndyCar racing. So it's
1: 2023, right? I mean, that's, the... yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who have questions about it, but I'm excited. I, I love sure. video and I, and we had a bunch of cameras that were looking at our faces to be in the game um so here's to 2023 and having a great indie car game that people love and we can play on all of our devices and we can hopefully get more ratings with it you know what i'm gonna do in that game <laughs> what
1: i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what i did when i was like nine and ten years old in the nascar game i'm just gonna like halfway through the race when i'm out i'm just gonna start taking my car backwards and going around the track and trying to
2: everybody it's That's... an opportunity that you can't pass up on can't do that in real life no can't do, can't do it a video game yeah, if, if you want to be, you know, if you want to be Tony Kanaan or 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 Roman Grosjean, and you want to drive backwards and crash into everyone, that's this is your opportunity. <laughs> we have so another interesting question from Schmo for uh, what's the hardest, biggest difference between driving IndyCar and NASCAR? Well, I don't know yet, <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. the 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 biggest difference in general, like. AJ Almeninger is a great person to ask about this because he drove Indy cars when they were way more performance, like when they were way faster than the cars that we have now. Um, it's, it's just the weight. It, everything happens slower. So, you know, when I get into this car, it's going to feel like it has a lot of power because it does. The cup cars have a lot of horsepower, but the brake zones are, you know, several hundred meters longer, um, several hundred yards longer if you're an American person. Uh, we just use meters in motorsport for some reason. Um, and you know, everything has to be just slowed down a bit, but again, you're trying to drive it as fast, as slow as you can essentially, which doesn't make sense, but love that. You can Put easily, it on t t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. You can easily overdrive heavy cars. It's, it's very simple to, uh, to get the braking wrong. And when the braking goes wrong, it, it goes worse for you than let's say would for an IndyCar. car. In an Indy car, if you brake a little bit too late, you might be able to catch it. You'll miss the apex by, you know, a couple feet. But in the in the cup car, it seems like if you do happen to lock it up, let's say lock up the rears, you're sliding all the way off the track. And potentially, if you're locking the front, I watched Ross Chastain, uh, you know, outbreak someone at the Road America. Uh, and, you know, he locked the front all the way in and, like, missed the apex by, you know, two car lengths. Didn't go off the track, but but it can be like that because of how heavy the cars are. So, again, I will have a better idea after this weekend. But, uh, yeah, the brake zones are longer. Uh, you know, definitely have to watch out for traction. Everything's a little bit more old school. You know, we've got a five speed sequential gearbox, which I haven't driven a sequential gearbox since I won the pro Mazda championship with a sequential gearbox. Um, but sequential gearboxes are fun. I think like I like sequential gearboxes. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be cool. Uh, and I'm pumped for it. um, Interesting questions. Um, what are the chances that the bit nile number 20 mixes up liveries next year from uh from Aaron uh George? Um mm. I, I do believe that we will have a different livery next year. I don't know what it is yet, but I do believe that there will be some changes in the future, which will be cool. I think I always like you know cool cars yeah. and, and seeing what'll do, but I actually love the way bit Nile looks on this NASCAR cup car. It's awesome. fantastic. Like I, I, yeah. I, I've got sent a couple. I haven't seen it in person yet. I will see it on Friday. But I've been sent a couple photographs of the car that I've put on the Instagrams, um, and it, it it looks great. The blue pops on it. Uh, I'm very, very excited about it. And realistically, just a quick shout out to Bitnile again because they're they're the only reason this is happening. Obviously, I I wasn't I wasn't drafted into NASCAR because someone wanted to give me a chance. Like we we made this happen. They made it happen. Um, and, 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 it's an incredible opportunity to be given, you know, when you have a, a supporter that truly loves the business of motorsport, it's benefiting them. It's also benefiting me and they believe in their driver, which is me, thankfully. So, uh, very, very special to be associated with Todd Alt. everyone that has, um, you know, that has supported our program all year, everyone that continues to support the program this year. Um, you know, Allzamen, Turn on Green, an incredible group of companies and people that have been so supportive. The Singing Machine as well, which is now part of our our group, also. So, uh, very very happy to be uh, you know affiliated with them. And there's a lot of exciting stuff in the future. So, another question: um, What's the number one thing to expect this weekend? Well, contact. That's what I've what I've been told from several different drivers is just be be uh, be prepared to be muscled okay, around say, a little bit.
1: Yeah, is there a way to, like, prepare physically for that? You know, is it, or is it just more so mentally wrapping your head around the fact that it's going to happen? Or
2: Well, apparently I need to look out for concussions because, goodness gracious, there's three drivers out with concussions right now, which is insane. Yeah. I think yeah. they're, from from what it looks like on the outside, again, I, I don't want to say anything about NASCAR yet because I have not been involved, but it seems like there's a safety thing there that, we, that probably needs to be addressed. Um, but again, I haven't hit anything in a NASCAR Cup car, so... I don't know what it feels like, but I'm, I'm actually very curious to get boots on the ground there and, and kind of get a general feel from the drivers as to what, what, what's going on. You know what I mean? Why, why is this happening? How is it this aggressive? Um, but, uh, but that's, that's the one thing that I, um, have been told to expect, but I hope to avoid. So we'll see. Uh, we got a question here from yellow vet. Uh, Oh one, uh, any future plans doing the Rolex 24? I'd love to, I would love to do the Rolex 24. Usually, uh, people do not call upon me to do that unless we can bring money to do it, uh, because I'm a gold rated driver and those drivers are usually already employed. Um, so that's a difficult one to do. Uh, but I would love to do it. Uh, I think again, all this GT racing that I've done in the past that people seem to forget about winning a bunch of Lamborghini Super Trofeo races, doing the Rolex a couple times before, uh, you know, I, I would love to go do that. And I think we'd be really good there. So we'll see. Um, Thoughts on, this is an interesting, I don't know if you saw this, um this, this rumor article, Joey, but thoughts on Kimi Riken and possibly racing for Chip Ganassi racing. Did you see I that, did. Joey?
1: I, I did. And I, and I had some people back and forth kind of saying spotty reporting. We don't know what, what's the word that you've heard? Because I feel like on paper in the report, Makes a lot of sense, right? Keeps, J- you know, keeps JJ in the series. Keeps him doing ovals. Keeps another big name, you know, star coming in, and 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 it feels good on paper. What have you? What have you
2: heard? I, I, I don't see it happening, but I, I also have no idea because, again, how many things have we looked at this year where we're like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's insane. Never thought that would happen. You know what I mean? So, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I know, though, for a fact, after having some conversations with people in the NASCAR world that, you know, he, he does have an interest in doing more NASCAR races. Right. I think he got his NASCAR experience, got a, cut a little bit short there at Watkins Glen, getting uh-huh. involved in that accident. Uh, and I know for sure, Justin Marks would love to run Kimi again a thousand percent. And I know that car probably can draw sponsorship quite easily. Um, but maybe it's the same thing in IndyCar. You know, maybe all of a sudden Kimi's been slow playing it down on the down, down on the down low. And he's like, yeah, I'll go IndyCar racing. Why not? And who knows? Maybe Jimmy's sponsor Carvana. Maybe what? Maybe he's got another sponsor that wants to be involved with Jimmy. But I was also like, uh, holy crap, we can be involved with uh, Formula One world champion Kimi Räikkönen as well. He parties on boats and doesn't give any f's about anything. Oh yeah, we love that. So you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe that's the case. But again, does Kimi want to take a giant pay cut from Formula One to go IndyCar racing? I don't know um i i don't see kimmy doing it i i really don't you know these articles are are always based on something though so it is very interesting um but that 48 car is going to be one to watch for sure kimmy raikkonen and jimmy johnson sharing a car i mean it it, it sounds like some sort of storybook like it sounds like a fictitious it, it sounds like we're in uh like make your own madden team and you put patrick mahomes on the same team as saquon barkley or something like that you know what i mean
1: like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers quarterbacking the same team.
2: Exactly. Yeah, like we're going to play Tom Brady the first half, Aaron the second half. Like (laughs) very, very odd scenario, but I love it. I mean, would you not go watch Tom and Aaron play on the same team? Like I would for sure. Yeah, definitely. Aaron doesn't have any
1: family to go watch him. So he (laughs) needs a family. He needs people to come watch him. Neither does Tom now. Um,
2: (laughs) Right, neither does Tom apparently. Yikes. (laughs) They're, yeah, they're just two free free living bros right yeah. there. Couple um, dudes in the ayahuasca trees just doing whatever they're doing.
1: Um, have we heard anything more about Jimmy Johnson? Now, have you sent a text his way? Is he coming back? Is he doing the five hundred?
2: I don't know. Jimmy's probably having a nice time. He was doing the uh, the Petit Le Mans race, I believe. Uh, he was on the podium at Petit Le Mans, which is great. Uh, that was a wild race that I didn't really get to see much of cause I was spending time with my lady out, uh, out West. Uh, but great sports car race. We had some wild contact in the last 25 minutes costing the Wayne Taylor guys, a championship, which was, Oh, that was brutal to watch. Um, Kyle Kirkwood, our pal, uh, he won, uh, in the GTD class or whatever that Lexus is in, uh, uh-huh. which was awesome. Great to see for those guys. That was a great race. Honestly, sports car racing is great to watch. I really do enjoy it. Uh, a lot of the times. Um, but yeah, have not heard from Jimmy. Uh, I would like to get a bottle of his bourbon uh, that I think he promised me uh, at one point. Um, so maybe I, the one thing that I would like to do at some point during this winter is just sit down in like a like a like a leather chair and and yeah. just have a, a drink mm-hmm. with Jimmy. Like I just I want to sit in like a uh, like a lofty like book room and yeah. like there's football on the television. And we're maybe smoking cigars, maybe having a, a bourbon. That's kind of my dream in the off season. like a deer head hanging oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Giant animals that have been, you know, uh, big game hunters type scene. That's that's yeah. what I want.
1: That sounds pretty awesome, man. Yeah. That <laughs> you want to come too, Joey? Pull some in- yeah, pull some yeah. info out of them. I'd love to. Yeah. Everybody's got
2: their own fucking <laughs> bourbon now, you know. We yeah. need to get our own bourbon. Jeez. Well, hey, Speed uh, Street right, what, single barrel coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Speed Street single big. barrel. Yeah.
1: Maybe not uh, maybe maybe not bourbon, but we go something a little more on brand with the 500 or something, you know what I mean? Just some <laughs> We'll just some, get our own brewery hand sanitizer to, to make vodka. something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, one last question here which I thought was funny. This is from my uh my friend Evan. He said, "What's your catchphrase going to be when you take the green flag in the cup car?" interesting should i do like a pre-race speech on the radio to my crew should i do should i quote top gun maverick uh what do you think i should say do i do i pick up an accent i don't know do do i try what, what do i need to do here you know you know what i think so yeah
1: i have a little i think i can assist in this area okay. um in a little bit in a, in a roundabout way all right obviously i'm not behind the wheel of a car uh that's going 200 miles an hour very often but and broadcasting, you know, as a former broadcaster, still kind of am in a little bit of ways. You know, a lot of people, a lot of times are like, well, do you plan on like what you're going to say for like when somebody hits a home run or whatever? And from what I've heard from the best in the business and from personal experience, you, d- you just got to let it come with what goes with, you know, with, with, with what, your, what your gut says. Let the heart, let the gut speak. Just let it fly. Let because Let the heart it. Yeah, (laughs) you're planning it. Then all of a sudden you you stumble and then it's like corny and then it's all fucked up. And it's like, nope, just like whatever you're feeling at that moment, you know, and your and your little your your grapes down there. And it's they're getting you going
2: in your belly. Let it fly. What's really interesting, I think, about this weekend. Also, I I have I've talked to AJ all week. Obviously, I've mentioned that a lot. AJ Almeninger. And he said, you are going to be deaf by the end of the weekend because the cars are so loud. Apparently, the new Mm -hmm. cup cars are wildly loud inside the cockpit um so but but i'm excited for that there's there's something about driving a a a nascar vehicle a stock car as people would correct me upon um like when i got in that xfinity car man it sounds great you know what i mean it sounds like you're driving something built for american greatness you know what i mean like it's it's something that i I can't wait to experience and especially now like with the sequential gearbox, you know, the shifting is much crisper. Uh, the engine sounds great. I think it sounds awesome. We're shooting flames out the side of the freaking thing. Um, I, I'm I'm very excited to just kind of get in that sucker. And may, I might even say yeehaw first time I drive it. I don't know. I'm, I might go down that back straight trying to hunt for that brake zone that AJ and Corey are vastly different on brake points for. <laughs> um, but I, I plan on going in there. I might just say, woo, yeehaw, we're going fast. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe uh, that's disrespectful. Maybe because I love, I j- just know that if I do say that I am going to be having a great time also. I think just speak from the heart, man. speak from yell the speak from
1: the heart, the gut, the heart, the gut, your balls, all three in that line right there. I Whatever al- you feel, go.
2: I would also like to say that over the weekend in LA, I was at a, um, like a uh, basically like a flea market type situation. And there was a bunch of old racing shirts Nice. And yes, I did buy an incredible Dale Earnhardt shirt uh, for this weekend that I might wear to the track. I'm, I'm not sure, um, but got some incredible merch 1993 Indy 500 shirt. Uh, wow. What's wild is this is, I had a conversation with this guy. Obviously, Los Angeles, who knows if it, there's going to be any NASCAR fans there? Obviously, I, right. I think there are some, but not in this area. This was like very, uh, if you're an influencer, you were probably going to be here uh just in a wild scene and you know there was there a lot of kombuchas and juices and stuff like that yeah um and this this guy had this tent where he was selling a bunch of nascar jackets a bunch of old nascar shirts and a couple like really cool old IndyCar car shirts too and there was like a penske like a 1991 like rick mears marlboro like penske t-shirt looks like it had been you know worn aggressively in the past, right? Sure. I said, how much is that right there? I'd love to get that. He's like, $200. I was like, what? Whoa. $200 for a shirt that potentially is older than me and that looks like it smells like an old yeah. attic? Unbelievable. Yikes. But but again, how often do we see old racing shirts like on celebrities now or like in, in the scene? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the cool thing. Yeah. And I will not lie. This Dale Earnhardt shirt that I saw it is potentially the coolest shirt I've ever seen. It has the Intimidator on it. It has the you know the the number three, the full car on the front and the back. I spent one hundred and fifty dollars on this t-shirt, <laughs> and I was like, I had to have it though. I was like, I, I'm, I might never see this t-shirt again.
1: You're racing hell about two hundred, and then you stoop just
2: one fifty. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I, I said, you know what? I'm getting a little. You know, I, I'm getting a little extra money in my life by racing the Cup Series this weekend. I'm going to show respect go. to the history of the sport and I'm going to buy right. me a nice Dale Earnhardt shirt.
1: I don't blame you, man. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, you know, when you're out there doing the track walk on Friday with Corey, if you're not wearing that, then you're, you're messing up. So
2: I think I have to, it's, it's in the wash right now because I'm basically double tripping washing it after it's hung up at this odd festival in the streets all day. You know Probably I mean? good. Um,
0: yeah.
2: but I am excited to debut my Dale Earnhardt shirt at some point um maybe even the after party Sunday night who knows but I just I I respect the history interesting how so many Dale Jr. uh shirts and jackets are at these types of events our boss is very well represented out there uh in the streets of Los Angeles many many uh 88 and eight uh shirts hats and uh and jackets but uh had to go with the classic Dale Sr. shirt and I'm very excited about it People love Dale Jr. Man, yeah, it was really cool when uh, that little promo
1: that they did that Ben and Jason put <laughs> together, and just hearing Dale say "Jelly," I was like, "Oh, that's me, dude." He's Dale Jr. That's cool. <laughs> my my aunt, and my grandma was super excited. Uh, exactly. Super excited yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, man. You want to wrap up with the uh, random Indy 500 driver of the week?
2: Yeah, sure. I think um, I think we can get that going. Um, I oh again, very very excited. I almost thought about this week doing like a random Daytona 500 driver of the week, but no, we stick with our, stick with our Indy 500 history. Uh, we're going to 1980, the 1980 Indy 500. Uh, we're going to go with the 21st place finisher, uh, Jerry Carl. Jerry Carl finished uh, 20, yeah, 21st. Um, and Jerry was from Queens, New York, Uh New York guy. Uh, and driving the USAC and cart championship series, starting out in midget car racing, obviously as most of these drivers do, um, made his debut in 1969 qualified first, first Indy 500 in 1973. Um, so yeah, interesting, uh, interesting history race for another team in 74 Returned to drive for, uh, some guy named Unic uh, in 1973 or 74 and finished 13th at the Indy 500. Um, so yeah, very, very interesting career. Lots of lots of Indy 500s. Like, this guy tried oh, to yeah. do a ton of Indy 500s. Uh, 1, 2, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16 Indy 500s he tried to, tried to race in. And That'd only made five. Only made five of them. That's tough. That's tough.
1: And hey, you know what? He was persistent. You yeah. got to appreciate that. Seventy-five is best finished thirteenth. All right, so we're get yeah. top fifteen there. I so, respect Jerry Carl. that, man. My goodness, Jerry Carl tried to qualify every year. Poor guy. Two first names. Let's get you in there. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, J.K. Randy passed away. Passed away February sixteenth, two thousand eight, in Baltimore, Maryland. But there you have it, Jerry Carl. Um. All right, man. Here we are. The weekend is getting ready to be upon us. We're gonna see Connor Daly behind the wheel. Of a NASCAR Cup ride. Very, very exciting times. Again, we got Marco Sage going on Saturday in the Xfinity. Then, of course, Connor on Sunday. Uh, what yeah, network are I we on? Are we on, on
2: USA or are we on the Big Bird? Big Bird. Big NBC. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's
1: All big. Right. Love it. Big time. All right. That's going to be a blast. I'll be in Dallas uh, hanging with the Duck, the Aflac Duck. Super excited about that as well uh but yeah be sure to follow us on um social media twitter instagram speed street pod you know where to find us keep growing that uh leave us a rating leave us a review love seeing those as well we take them into consideration we love seeing what you guys have to say uh you want to leave us something that hey try this segment out love to flirt with that as well it's the off offseason indie car all right so we got time it's gonna be a blast appreciate you guys and uh yeah let's be cheering on our guy cd on sunday in charlotte and we'll talk all about it next week on speed street